It's a podcast. The podcast. Hosted by Lee Michael and Robbie. Are we live? Are we on? Uh, sure. Hello, Robbie. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Welcome, <laughs> Welcome to a podcast, the podcast, the official podcast, podcasting. I'm Lee. I'm Robbie. Lee, you, you're looking a little, little tired, a little uh, forlorn, perhaps. What's uh, forlorn? What's going on? <laughs> oh, nothing, dude. Just uh, one of my living room windows is broken, so <laughs> that's been. <laughs> fun to do uh how did that happen i don't know i think it might have been the tornado that uh went over my oh, house right yeah could have been that could have been anything who knows who, who knows yes so is there anything covering it or do you just have an open window right now uh no i put cardboard up like i live in fucking new orleans or something <laughs> or across the street where the meth heads live i don't know it, right <laughs> <laughs> you know, little redneck engineering, little cardboard goes a long ways. Yes, indeed. So it's covered. It's all good. Just got to wait for someone to eventually come and fix it. Hell yeah. That's where I draw the line, Robbie. I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going <laughs> to install a new pane of glass in my living room. Yeah. Well, it's uh, good that, that you are setting boundaries. I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. But I might, uh, I might install a uh, outlet in my bathroom. Oh yeah, yeah. You're gonna install an outlet yourself. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's not for the reason you think. It's not so that I can uh, take the toaster into the <laughs> into the shower with me. Oh, okay. Well then, um, well, I, I got nothing. You were trying to get like a, a bidet. Yeah, something? I was thinking about it. Hell yeah! I I, I came across this whole thread uh, on Reddit. Um, as you know, very cool website. And it was a, it was an ask Reddit and it was people who have a bidet, you know, is it worth the hype? Whatever. Yeah. I hear they're fantastic. Uh, People love them. People fucking love them and they swear by them. And uh, I, I guess it's a, uh, it's a tagline from an ad in the UK about bidets, but something I never considered that has haunted me ever since. Okay. Someone's like, if you had shit on your hands. Would you rather just like kind of wipe it off with the tissue or would you rather like clean your hand? (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, yeah, I'd rather uh, instead of just smearing it around and taking off the visible chunk, I'd rather just clean my hand. So visible chunk. (laughs) It's my favorite Phil Collins song. (laughs) 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 She's got the visible chunk. Oh, 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 oh. oh no! <laughs> I can't remember if that was Genesis well, or just Phil Collins, but I, um... I think uh, yeah, that, that might have been early in his solo career. I think we have the uh, the episode <laughs> title as well, so that's nice. <laughs> I'm yeah. glad that we got that out of the way. <laughs> it's always <laughs> nice when we can knock that out soon, sooner than later. Jesus fucking Christ! I'm gonna, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be editing this one or not, but I'm going to write it down just to hey, there you go, just to have it, just yeah. Also add it to the band name list while you're while you've got your notes out, you know. Yeah, that's that's a good call. I've got yeah, I've got a I've got another good one that I'll tell you later because it relates to a topic. Ooh, a topic. Anywho, yes. No, bidets uh are fantastic. I don't mm-hmm. know why we haven't adopted them here. I've only ever uh had one available to me when I have traveled outside of the country. It's and, be, I'll tell you why, Robbie. 
tell you why right now. It's because of big paper. Big God paper. Damn right. God damn right. Yeah. They don't want Well, imagine how much money you'd save on toilet paper, too, because at that point, you're just mm -hmm. using it to dry your ass. And that's exactly. like three sheets, three exactly. squares max. Yeah. 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 Must be nice. Indeed. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Just thinking about it. Maybe I'll maybe I'll uh, watch a couple a uh, couple electrical engineering videos on YouTube. Maybe I'll, <laughs> maybe I'll get a sawzall and start cutting out a hole in the bathroom. Who's to say? Maybe I won't. Yep. There you go. Maybe I'll just keep spending uh, my hard earned cash on toilet paper <laughs> uh, i don't know you could you could potentially talk to your uh you don't even have to tell them why if you're just like hey I'd, you know we'd like an outlet in the bathroom yeah you could, could talk with your landlord about it yeah yeah he'd probably just tell me to do it myself and offer to pay for labor <laughs> true yeah he, he does have a habit of doing that whatever we'll see we'll see how that develops Indeed. Mm -hmm. I, I saw a, uh, a fun story as I was pulling up my email uh, to, to click on this. So my, my email, like default, the default page has like news stories on it. Right. Uh, and I happened to see that a uh, uh, Nebraska uh, like representative, one of the one of the representatives from uh, my lovely state is uh, mm -hmm. expecting to be indicted by the FBI. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. What's for the, uh... a possible illegal it's a jeff fortenberry is who it is uh mm. and he has allegedly received one hundred eighty thousand dollars in illegal campaign uh, uh donations and may have lied about it to the fbi fuck yeah um so they're trying to figure out if he actually like knew that the that these contributions were illegal or not <laughs> and um yeah, he he uh, could possibly face up to five years in jail because it's a federal crime to lie to a federal agent. And yeah. uh, of course, his uh, wife has come out and been like, oh, this has all the marks of being a political attack, a bonus, a bogus charge manufactured to take him out. Uh, and the investigation was started while Trump was president. So it always is. Yes. <laughs> so that's fun. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking very, very briefly, you know, I know that we shit on Donald Trump a lot. Yeah. But uh, I want to I want to shout out something recently Donald okay. Trump did that was okay. extraordinarily based, if I may say so. <laughs> <laughs> um, OK, OK. D Trump, 10 toes down. All right. Yeah. Well, the you know, the former uh, was it secretary of state, Colin Powell. Yep. Died of covid. Yes. He had a comorbidity, of course, cancer. Yep. Uh, he died. And, um, you know, all these all these kiss asses were, you know, eulogizing him. Yes. Yes. Talking about what a great man he was, even though he was a massive piece of shit. Yes. Uh, and more, Don more criminal, et cetera. Yeah. You know, well, <laughs> I hate to label. They all things, are. But, you know. yeah. <laughs> um, and, and Donald Trump, you know, speaking his mind. Came out and was like, hey, fuck this guy. <laughs> what about me? Where's my attention? <laughs> and I love it. I do love it. Oh, absolutely. He said, he put out a statement. He said, wonderful to see Colin Powell, who made big mistakes on Iraq and famously so-called weapons of mass destruction, okay, be treated in death so beautifully by the fake news media. Hope that happens to me someday. He was a classic rhino, if even that. Always being the first to attack other Republicans. Made plenty of mistakes. But anyway, 
may he rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What a! <laughs> I love that he just tagged that little piece on there. Anyways, <laughs> may he rest in peace. Uh, <laughs> Despite everything I just said. Yes. Also, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> what a colossal piece of shit. Anyway, rip. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, that was that was that was great. That was a good one. Yeah, that that's a pretty good one. <laughs> Thanks, Donnie. Very cool. Yeah, I appreciate when you can take a break from being um a disillusioned senile old man to uh put out a based uh comment like that. Yes, well, you know, every once every just you know, every once in a while he has a moment of clarity. Right. <laughs> like once every couple of weeks the the dementia fog clears. <laughs> He's got a, he's got a clean diaper and he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, oh. yeah he's ready to take the world by storm and then he trips and stumbles and falls face first into uh his own tweets that that are usually used against him you know yes yes whatever I, you know you just you know he says it like it is right that's why he should be the president <laughs> well he is the president don't you know because the oh, 2020 right. election is was a sham so I read I read uh, an interesting thing earlier that the headline of the article, and I would have been happy with this article if it was just about this, was talking about how there are conservatives <laughs> who want to make their own airline for passengers and uh, employees who don't want to get <laughs> vaccinated. Fuck yeah, let's do it. I love that their solution to this problem that's very easily solvable for free is to start a multi-billion dollar franchise <laughs> in, in a notoriously impossibly difficult business to make any money in no let <laughs> like there's, him, let there's a reason that there are like five airlines that exist and have a monopoly on the market okay right. uh but what the article actually became more than that was just generally about uh far right wing uh infighting mm -hmm. and uh, I've, i found some really great tidbits here this is uh from the daily beast classic uh, yes yes and uh, so we got Marjorie Taylor Greene feuding with Lynn Wood, the famous uh, conspiratorial attorney. Yes. Uh, uh, Lynn Wood used to represent Marjorie Taylor Greene, <laughs> but now yes. they're not friends anymore. No. Uh, let's see here. So she's been accusing. So Greene has been accusing. No, Wood has been accusing Greene of being a communist because she hasn't <laughs> instituted <laughs> an audit in Georgia. <laughs> okay, nice. Yes, and then Green uh, hit back, accusing Wood of uh, stealing money from a fundraiser for <laughs> Kyle Rittenhouse's defense <laughs> money. Uh, well, he is, is that is an allegation against him. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, so then you have these uh, interesting thing happening where you have people like Lynn Wood, who are like the true believers or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, who don't believe that there's any point in doing any campaigning or activism or fundraising or anything for midterms or the 2024 presidential elections, Fuck because yeah. they just think it's all going to be overturned and it's not going to matter because the 2020 election <laughs> is a sham. So there's like this whole contingent of the Republican Party or the Republican Party in quotes that, yeah, mm -hmm. just doesn't see any point in doing any of that. So that's fun. And then you have some people who uh, are just, you know, going for uh, power grabs and things. We also have Wendy Rogers, who is a state legislature uh, on the state on the state legislature in Arizona, who is uh -huh. uh, a leader in the uh, audit fight there. Uh, let's see here. Where did the thing go? 
uh, who she's fighting with a group called the Patriot Party of Arizona, mm-hmm. who have accused her of being a grifter who only supports audits for their fundraising potential, which, you know, could very well be true. And then right. she uh, fought back, <laughs> struck back at them, calling them homewreckers, fornicators, <laughs> unfaithful yeah. spouses, gold diggers, and hashtag deep state operatives. <laughs> wow. And uh, I just think uh, Homewreckers and Fornicators is a fantastic album name. Oh, absolutely. That's a good one. <laughs> Sounds like a fucking Green Day song. <laughs> it, it does. It really does. Uh, Homewreckers and Fornicators. That's that's so good. That's the fourth part of Jesus of Suburbia, right? <laughs> exactly. That's the fifth movement. Yeah. <laughs> of that, that sweet, that sweet, yeah. sweet. Yeah. Great. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Donald Trump had a, a similar thing where he was uh, telling people not to vote in 2022 or 2024 because there's no point to, uh, or I think it was actually, he was threatening to have people not vote unless he was reinstated soon or something like that. There's yeah. something about not voting. He's going to be back in office soon. Yeah. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Fucking- <laughs> Oh, it's amazing. I love it. I love it so much. Don't knew... participate in democracy, guys. It's the only way to win. It's the only way to beat the commies. <laughs> it's only the only way to beat the marshalist socialist commies is to reject <laughs> democracy as we know it. Oh, you my God. fucking buffoons. I love it. I love, I love it, so, it much. so much. Yes, this is this is amazing. You know, for a while, this this new Republican movement was kind of scary. But just watching it topple over, uh, like, I don't really think that it's that much of a threat anymore. But still a little bit, but not as much. Yeah. I think that there's so much infighting and so much bullshit going on. Well, and they're all that, fucking morons because all of the people right, yeah. that, that are rising to the top are the people who are like, you know, yelling the loudest or whatever. But none of those people are actually qualified to hold office or have any even like just the, the most fundamental cursory understanding of how the government works <laughs> so how even right. if they wanted to overthrow it i don't even know that they could because they just don't know how it works yeah uh i also saw this thing um you know uh madison cawthorn uh no he's a freshman representative i forgot he's from some fucking stupid state virginia fuck nowhere yeah carolina you know who who knows i forget um, he is one, one uh, of the shithole states. Yeah, uh, he has uh, been in trouble for taking a gun into Congress before. <laughs> uh, he's also he's also disabled. He's in a wheelchair. His legs don't work. Nice. Um, and he also has the handwriting of a fucking three year old child, dude. Um, it's hysterical. It may or may not be related to his disability. I don't give a fuck. It's hilarious. <laughs> uh, I was reading something he wrote and I would, it just looked like a fucking something that would be on a refrigerator. You know, it's just, yeah, hilarious. yeah, yeah. Anyways, he, clam. um, yeah. Backwards R is like, <laughs> just fucking certain, certain letters are capital. He writes like <laughs> this probably, you know, just like one of those people. Oh, for um, sure. I just like the fist. Yeah. <laughs> Just like the whole fist, dude, like a psychopath. <laughs> well, he is a psychopath. Um, yeah. But anyways, he, uh, he. I went down this whole this whole thing with him. Uh, he had put out a statement on his own page where he was something about veterans. He's a you know he supports the vets. Blah blah blah. 
he said that uh, something about if you haven't served in the military, you have no business having an opinion on military affairs. Sure. The guy's never been in the fucking military. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and all of his all of his supporters in the comments were agreeing. Uh, they were arguing with people who were commenting back negatively. And they were like, you know, you have no business. You were, I, I went to your page. You're not in the military. Madison Cawthorn yeah. was never in the fucking military. Just some yeah, bootlicker. Yeah. And I bet you weren't in the military either. <laughs> right, <laughs> so right. let's calm down. But the funny, the funniest thing that I found out about this guy is, so he was in a car accident and that's what left him uh, disabled. And apparently I forgot where it was. He was trying to tell an inspirational story about his disability and how he's overcome being disabled. And he was saying that he was in this car accident and his coward friend who was driving fled the scene and left him for dead in the, in the burning car. And he had to basically crawl his way, like, you know, claw his way out of there and his own will to survive is what saved him. Uh, yeah, no, his, <laughs> uh, his friend saved his life. <laughs> his friend <laughs> saved his life and called for help and got up to the hospital. Uh, and he, awesome. he tells people that this dude fucking abandoned him and left him for dead. But other other eyewitnesses corroborated that. No, this guy like fucking saved this dude. <laughs> what a, I mean, come on, man. That is so yeah, fucking low. I know. And like, why do you even need to make that up? Like the, the car accident and that your legs don't work anymore is the sob story in and of itself. Like you don't need. To be that car for sure to terminate, I can fucking climb my way out the fucking <laughs> right. Well, no so one he's cares. Got to appear manly because his, you know. Well, yeah, it's true. His legs don't work. His dick probably doesn't work. Probably not. Pro it's probably for the best. I mean, you know. Yeah. But I think he's also been accused of assaulting people, and you know. Well, hey, the hands still work, so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All you need is a couple mitts <laughs> oh, God. to commit. Oh, no. Oh, no. If you got the mitts, you must commit. Jesus Christ. Oh, fuck. That's fucking terrible. Yes, it is. All right. Anyways, I don't want to talk about this fucking idiot anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Robbie, a little uh, a little movie came out recently. Is that so? Yeah, one one you've probably heard of. Mm -hmm. It's called Halloween Kills. Ooh, yeah. Also, Dune comes out Friday on HBO yes, it Max. Does. I'm very very excited for that. Yeah. I may I may suck it up and go see it in a theater. I haven't decided yet. Yeah. Well, I was gonna see Halloween Kills in the theater, and then I didn't. Uh, I watched it on Peacock. Um, I of course did not want another fucking streaming app. Uh, but I think I'm gonna keep Peacock. It's pretty legit. Uh, they got the entire George Lopez show on there. Nice. Which I've been rewatching. Hilarious. So does it hold up? Oh, yeah, dude. It's, it's hilarious. Some pretty dark jokes on there, too. Uh, Hell yeah. Which is appreciated. Yeah, I mean, uh, I remember it being fairly, uh, not edgy, but like, you know. Well, it deals with te like teen sex and, you know, yeah. realistic teen issues. Yes. That are, it, felt, it feels like less of a sitcom than most sitcoms, you know. Yeah, yeah. Who who thought it was going to be George Lopez to, to make to that break the mold to make an incredible sh uh, sitcom? Yeah, uh, everybody loves Raymond is on there. One of my favorite shows, uh, and they have a pretty nice little selection of movies on there as well, and some live TV channels you can watch. 
for nice. four ninety nine a month. So shout out to Peacock. Of course, if you like The Office, they got all the fucking Office you could ever need on there. Below, of me. course. Uh, and then, <laughs> so Halloween Kills comes out. Yeah. Uh, now I got Peacock. Um, I fucking hate this movie. I hated this movie <laughs> so much. I was fucking livid watching it. And um, I, I, I just could not fucking believe uh, <laughs> the, the places this movie goes and just how this piece of shit turned out. Oh my, I was baffled. I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to get through this because there's so many things wrong with this movie and there's so many just like, what thoughts that I have. Okay. I don't even know how to fucking put them in order in a clear and concise (laughs) way. Um, But before I talk about Halloween kills very briefly, uh, Mm -hmm. David Gordon green, the director of this one and the last one who's making Halloween ends Spoiler alert, it won't. Um, of course not. No. Every, the past two movies were fucking marketed as the final confrontation, you know? Yep. You know, it's, well, I'll get to more of that. Um, so he's, he's written Halloween Ends. It's going to start shooting in January. And just to set this up here, uh, the ending of Halloween Kills was so out of left field so random and such like a a a wannabe cliffhanger um that i was certain like okay you know halloween ends it's gonna open where this left off and we'll go from there because that's how this movie started it's this movie is basically a remake of halloween 2 which is another fucking infuriating thing that i'll talk about (laughs) um but david gordon Gordon green came out and he said some stuff about halloween kills (laughs) this movie this movie starts and takes place four years later and is about <laughs> Michael Myers returning to Haddonfield, which he's in Haddonfield at the end of this movie and it just ends. So I don't know where he went, okay. uh, but it's about Haddonfield having to deal with Michael Myers uh, in the aftermath of COVID-19. <laughs> it's about COVID-19 and how that affects them dealing with a fucking killer on the loose on Halloween night. I, um, look, I don't, I don't even, I can't even like <laughs> come up with a bit for this. I'm look, like, here's the thing. Robbie. Genuinely like baffled. We exaggerate a lot. We use yes. a lot of hyperbole. Yes. I'm being serious. That's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. <laughs> it's so fuck fuck you asshole. You're seriously COVID 19. You're going to make a fucking movie. Also, it wasn't Halloween Kills about Haddonfield dealing with Michael Myers just without the COVID-19. That's what they all are. That's what they all are. But yeah, no, no, yeah, we'll we'll talk about Halloween Kills. But no, this is the the thing, dude. (laughs) Why? Just why? So this movie, Halloween Kills, was delayed a year because of COVID. And now they're making a movie where they're like, oh, let's make a meta thing where it's like, how is Halloween affected by COVID? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, dude. Get the fuck out of here. God damn it. This guy's a fucking idiot. I, I listened to an yeah. interview with him and um, he just, he comes across like a Zack Snyder type, just pretentious for no reason, considering how stupid he is. Just full of shit, blowing smoke up his own ass. 
uh, talking about how they're doing, you know, things that have never been done with Halloween. When literally everything in this movie is just a fucking boring retread of every shitty sequel that we've ever sat through already. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about this. All right, so... Um, yeah, this movie sucks. Nothing in it is good. Uh, it starts off where the previous Halloween ended. Laurie's house is burning to the ground with Michael Myers trapped inside. Um, you know, originally, I guess that's how they were going to kill him. But hey, it made money. So now we got to we got to get him out somehow. So what happens? Oh, the firefighters show up and they pull him out and then he murders all of them. And then, you know, he's fine. He just, you know, a little crispy. Yeah. He's fine. Yeah, of course. Um, and of course, Laurie Strode is like surprised that the fire department showed up to put out a fucking blazing house fire. I guess she <laughs> didn't think of that. So she spent 40 years planning her revenge to kill Michael yeah. Myers. She built this fucking like doomsday prepper fortress guns everywhere. All these booby traps, Kevin McAllister style rigged the house to explode when he was trapped in the right spot. She never considered that like authorities would see that a house was engulfed in flames and think, Oh, yeah. we should, we should do something about that. Never cross your mind. What an idiot. She sucks. Um, so yeah, this movie, the whole, the thing that's so frustrating is they spent all this time. The, the team that made these two movies talking about how, you know, they're erasing all the Canon that's existed so far. They're going straight back to the original movie. They're making it simple again. Michael Myers is just a dude who kills people. That's scary enough, right? He gets out. He's going to kill again. And there's a showdown between his victim from the night that he went on his first rampage. And then they're going to face off. And she's right. going to overcome 40 years of trauma by, you know, killing him finally. Right. Um. So what is this? And then they're like talking about, you know, going back to the beginning. We can start over. We can make a new story, blah, blah, blah. What do they do? They remake the fucking second movie, dude. What is this movie? Laurie Strode incapacitated in the hospital. Nice. Just like Halloween 2. It's the yep, same yep. fucking movie. She's just in the hospital. Doesn't do anything. Does somebody slip on red paint and knock themselves out? <laughs> no, but uh, funnier things happen. Uh, okay. Um, Michael Myers opens a car door when a woman's about to shoot him in the head. And it hits her hand and she she goes, whoopsies, and like falls and puts the gun to her head and blows her own brains out. <laughs> <laughs> so that was hilarious. Nice. Um, yeah, so this movie is about every character from the first Halloween whose name was mentioned, if the actor's still alive and can be tracked down by Blumhouse and talked into reprising their role, every fucking random ass person from the first movie is in this movie and they all want revenge on Michael Myers. Um, including the nurse who didn't even live in Haddonfield. She was like in the car that Michael Myers stole. Yeah. She's like a survivor in this movie. Uh, okay. She was just some lady that was like there. <laughs> now she's a main character who's been haunted for 40 years. I don't know, it's stupid as fuck. Um, and so we're introduced to these characters at a shitty dive bar. By the way, this movie also does the Rob Zombie thing where the town is full of like uh redneck douchebag hillbillies for no reason, even though it's this fucking suburb like near Chicago somewhere. Right. Bold choice. Oh, speaking of Rob Zombie, uh he's remaking the Munsters. And so I can't wait for the episode where Lily gets called a worthless cum dumpster because dinner is late. 
and Eddie and Marion <laughs> knock over a 7-Eleven while Kiss plays in the background. Super excited for that episode. Oh, yeah. um, fuck you, Rob Zombie. So anyways, um, all these characters introduced uh, at the shitty bar right. during a Halloween night talent show. And we're introduced to Tommy Doyle, the little boy Laurie Strode babysat in Halloween 1, this time played by Michael Anthony Hall, um, during his uh, performance at the talent show. Uh, he goes on after a ventriloquist, and his talent is that he just tells everyone who Michael Myers is and that he survived Michael Myers. Cool. And then he says, let's get a uh, let's do a cheers to all the survivors of Halloween night 40 years ago. And then a spotlight goes on all these legacy characters and there's like a big standing ovation for him. <laughs> and that's his talent show, dude. That's his talent. He told but, them yeah. something that happened. What a fucking idiot. That's not what a talent show is. You stupid <laughs> fuck. I hey, hate look, you. Gotta, we got to shove that exposition in, in there somewhere. The stupidest way to introduce a character. Oh, he's competing in a talent show. What's his talent? Oh, he tells us the plot of the first movie. Who wrote this? Like, who fucking thought this was good? All right. And then it gets worse. Um, oh, I forgot to mention <laughs> the the movie opens with um, the sheriff from the previous film who was killed, uh, turning out to not have been killed. And then it goes to a flashback when he was a rookie cop on Halloween night 40 years ago. Uh, and it retcons events that happened to shoehorn in a confrontation he had with Michael, where Michael Myers took his partner hostage and because he was so scared he shot at michael and missed and shot his partner through the fucking jugular and killed him <laughs> so he cool. has a vendetta against michael myers as well uh because he's a fucking idiot and that's <laughs> right, michael right. myers fault yes. um so that's how the movie opens uh and there's a lot of flashbacks that just retcon shit from the first movie you know the movie that they love that they are making a sequel to Right. Um, so, yeah, we're introduced to them uh, and then they find out on the news that Michael Myers is on the loose. He's escaped from the hospital. And of course, they see him everywhere, whether he's there or not, you know, uh, and then it, it proceeds to rip off Halloween Four. Uh, they see Michael Myers everywhere. Uh, the town forms an angry mob to kill him. It's a bunch of drunk rednecks who have no business forming a militia. Um, and then the and then we see Michael just killing a lot of people. Um, there is a scene where he kills this old couple that's trying to learn how to fly a drone. Cool. Because yeah, I don't know. Boomers and technology. It's funny. Um, he kills them. He kills some kids in a playground. He kill who, Oh, who are wearing the silver shamrock mask from Halloween three. So that was kind of fun. Uh, and then, so the main group of characters, it's the nurse from the first movie, Lindsay Wallace, the little girl that Lori babysat from the first movie. And then this couple that uh, the wife is a doctor and the husband is a nurse and their costumes is that the husband is a doctor and the wife is a sexy nurse. Uh, they go along to hunt down Michael Myers and they all get killed immediately. The wife is the one that she like trips when the door hits her and blows her own brains out. Uh, the nurse has her head ripped off the nurse from the first movie that was like set up, you know, <laughs> as right, the main right. character in this movie. Just killed. Like everyone in the car was massacred instantly. It's hilarious. Lindsay Wallace gets away. Michael Myers chases her through the woods. She hides and he leaves. And then the next time we see her, she is like covered in blood inexplicably. I guess there's a scene missing. She's yeah. taken to the hospital where Lori is. 
and she's in like critical condition and then we never see her again. The last nice. time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay. I guess there's 10 minutes of, uh, an, a, like a attack missing because yeah. Yeah, I guess. she's literally hiding. And then Michael Myers leaves and she gets away. Cool. Um, so yeah, they form this angry mob to kill Michael Myers. And then the movie in the second half comes to a screeching fucking halt. The entire second act of this movie is that uh, there's a mental patient who escaped with Michael Myers, who also ended up in Haddonfield, who is just scared and hurt and looking for help. And they think it's Michael Myers, even though he looks like Danny DeVito as the penguin, even though he's like four feet tall and hunched over with a humpback and weighs like 400 pounds and is not dressed like Michael Myers at all. (laughs) He's he's in the fucking hospital gown. Fuck and yeah. Michael Myers is in a mechanic suit with his Michael Myers mask. Yeah. Um, and this guy's also asking for help. So that should be a clear indicator. So the town chases him through the whole hospital. It's this whole like 10 minute buildup of them chasing him. Cool. And uh, Judy Greer's character is trying to stop them. Laurie Strode's incapacitated. Allison has gone off with um, her boyfriend and his dad, who is a character from the first one, to go find Michael Myers at his house. And the hosp- the mob chases him up to this wing of the hospital, and he's scared, so he jumps out of the window to his death, and he hits the ground and explodes, and his fucking brains are everywhere, and his eyes are, like, <laughs> deflated, and his limbs are ex- have exploded, and there's, like, bones in the parking lot, and then they're just <laughs> like, oh, the mob mentality killed him. We've become the monster. And then it just has a nice. moment to, like, hammer you over the head with the fucking moral of the story. And then, and then it cuts to Lori Strode or somebody. They're like, they're like, you've become the evil. Michael Myers has turned us all evil. We're letting him control our fear. And then it's like, get the fuck out of here. Um, another thing this movie does that uh, is really annoying is it treats the audience like they're the stupid one by having so many flashbacks, dude, half this movie is flashbacks Hell yeah. to, <laughs> Uh, well, events that didn't happen in the first movie that they're retconning right. events from the previous film that this takes place immediately afterwards. And then there's even flashbacks to other parts of this movie uh, in case you can't keep up. Cool. With it's non story. Yeah. It. So if you're too stupid to realize uh, like, oh, this character did this 10 minutes ago, they'll show it to you in a flashback with like a sepia filter. <laughs> cool. Thanks. Thanks, David Gordon Green. I guess I guess you had to make that two hour runtime for some fucking ungodly yep. reason. Yep. Got to punch um, it up. So then it's finally time for the mob who has learned nothing to confront Michael Myers. Michael Myers has returned to his house. Uh, he killed this gay couple that lived there. Just classic gay horror movie couple. You know, oh, cool. we're gay. We renovated this house. Hmm. We're having fancy <laughs> cheese and listening to old records on Halloween because we're gay. <laughs> Right, right. Uh, they live in Michael Myers' house, and he goes back there, of course, kills the couple. Uh, yep. One thing that's kind of sweet is he poses their dead bodies together uh, to match a picture of them from like a, a honeymoon or something. I don't know. So that was sentimental. <laughs> that's, that's cute. Yeah, that's nice of him. Uh, and then they introduce something that is so fucking dumb in case none of the, none, nothing else has been dumb so far. Um, there's this whole thing where there's this new theory introduced that something about Michael Myers and his evilness 
comes from the bedroom window of the room where he killed his sister and that his whole goal is to return to this room to look out the window. And there's this whole thing of like, what is he looking at? And then, <laughs> and then this character is like, he's not looking out. He's looking in. And there's this whole hoopla made about the window. And then Michael Myers kills this gay couple in that bedroom and then just stands there looking out the window. <laughs> cool and what then, it's like an evil window i don't fucking know also before i before i get into the ending of this movie i'd like to remind you the whole point of this brand new fucking series is they're retconning all the convoluted supernatural shit about michael myers to right. bring him back to just being a scary mentally unstable man who kills people right right like he survived being shot and falling out of the window and then was apprehended and then he you know was treated and then put back in the asylum you know he's just a guy um when he gets out he has help breaking out like you know he's he's just a dude that's all he is right well we see a new retconned ending to the first halloween movie where in a flashback of course with uh somebody dressed up as donald pleasance doing a bad donald pleasance impression um after killing after being shot out of the window and everything and disappearing Michael goes back to his house. Totally fine. Um, that's when the confrontation happens where he takes the cop's partner hostage. The cop kills his partner. Michael Myers goes outside, is then shot like a million times by the cops, bludgeoned by the cops. And then Loomis goes up to execute him, like straight up going to going to shoot the back of his head, which would have been right, awesome. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then the the guy who's the sheriff in this timeline who shot his own partner stops him he like runs and hits his hand away so that he shoots the air and he's like no like that's not how justice is served he has to have his day in court you know um so they're so now they're introducing that he just can't die for some reason but it's about to get more stupid than that so okay good so um allison laurie Schroeder's granddaughter and her boyfriend and the boyfriend's dad go to michael myers house because they know he's there and they're gonna kill him the dad goes in, immediately killed. <laughs> the boyfriend and, and Allison go in. And uh, Cameron goes up the stairs, sees his dead dad hanging out of the attic, gets scared. Michael comes out, beats the shit out of him. Uh, Allison falls down the stairs. She's at the bottom of the stairs. Michael Myers is like brutally uh, stabbing this dude to death. And then um, takes him around the corner and puts his head through the stair railing. And it's hilarious. And nice. uh, the whole time, she's just at the bottom of the step. She's just like, no, don't, no, don't, <laughs> please don't kill him. It's like, help him. Stab Michael Myers. She has a knife, yeah. by the way. Um, right. She's just standing there. <laughs> so then Michael Myers uh, turns his attention to her and is going down the stairs to kill her. And this was a great moment. He stops, looks at the dude who's dying with his head out of the railings. And then grabs his head and turns it around 180 <laughs> to finish him off. And then keeps going down the stairs. It like was fucking he's Jason home. all of a sudden? No, that's that's like a Michael Myers thing. That's funny. Um, it, it was that's probably the best part of the whole movie. So then he's he goes to kill Allison and she's like, come on, fucking do it. And then uh when he's gonna stab her, Judy Greer shows up and stabs him in the back with a pitchfork. By the way, the mob has a literal pitchfork uh, oh, yeah. and bats. Uh, no one has guns except for the nurse who blew her own brains out. And then 
the boyfriend's dad who immediately got killed by Michael Myers. Everyone else just has like blunt instruments for some reason. Of course. Um, so then what she does is she takes his mask off. Uh, oh, she also does like a nice little curb stomp on the stairs, which don't do anything, of course. Right. So he's impaled with the pitchfork, gets a little curb stomp, little stair stomp. She takes his mask. He gets up. She lures him into the street. Then she lures him like two houses, like across the street, like a block over where the mob is waiting. And then we get this big triumphant, triumphant moment where the entire town just fucking beats this dude to death. Right. They're like stabbing him and bludgeoning him. He's laying there in a pool of blood. And then, um, I think, I think, Oh, the sheriff from the first movie shows up. Uh, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, I guess everyone's entitled to a good scare on Halloween. Cause he said that one time in the first movie. And then he like shoots him and unloads the clip. Um, and then Michael's dead. Hurrah. The town is saved. And then he just gets up and the entire mob of people just stand there while he kills everybody one by one. <laughs> they all just stand there while he fucking brutally kills everybody, dude. And then Tommy Doyle, right. who's like the second main character of the movie, uh, he gets it, which he was annoying as fuck. He's the one that started the whole mob and killed the innocent man. Um, he gets beat to death. Michael kills the whole mob and then goes off into the night. Judy Greer runs back to the Mike Michael Myers house with her daughter, whole house completely surrounded cops everywhere. Michael has disappeared. They don't know where he is. Uh, you know, ambulance is there, fire trucks, all the first responders there. Judy Greer, for some reason, goes up to the bedroom and looks out the window to see what Michael saw. Then he comes out from under the bed and kills her. <laughs> it makes no sense, dude. He was getting murdered two blocks away. Yeah. She's at the house. He vanishes into the night. And then she walks upstairs and he's under the bed waiting for her. Comes out. Scary. And then kills her. And then the movie cuts to black. And then the next time we see one of these movies, it's going to be four years later. <laughs> it's like they're not even going to address the cheat, dude. They painted themselves oh, into no. a corner where they're like, oh, we can't actually kill Michael. And so they do the whole supernatural thing again that they were like, we're retconning the sequels, so we don't have to do that because that's dumb. And then they can't think of anything else because there's, spoiler, nothing else to do with Michael Myers. Yep. So they just go back to what's already been done that they're fucking retconning for no reason now. And yeah, that's how it ends. <laughs> he just, he kills her and then he just is standing there looking out the window. And I guess nobody knows. Nobody hears her. Nobody goes upstairs. They're all cool, just downstairs yeah, oblivious. Cool. Yeah. It's so fucking dumb, dude. One of the worst Halloween movies ever. It's that bad. Worse than worse than six. Um, which at least had that great shot of Paul Rudd in the window. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Worse than that. By the way, in that movie, Michael like rapes his niece and impregnates her. Worse than that. Worse than all the other shit after that, which just gets worse and worse. Worse than either Rob Zombie movie. This movie fucking sucked. Every character is a fucking moron who deserves to die. The, it goes nowhere. I mean, this this movie didn't need to happen, dude. It's all filler. And it's nothing is satisfying. And the thing that made me fucking hate this director is during this uh, interview, they were like, okay, so what kind of, um, what kind of struggles did you have with telling a... Uh, satisfying complete story when you know it's the center of a trilogy and he goes oh well, that's the fun thing you don't have to you don't have to have setup and payoff 
It's just like playing with toys and then you can leave the mess behind. You're a what? fucking idiot, dude. That's not how you make a fucking movie. Like what? And you're a, and you're you a director? High? Like what the fuck is wrong with you? What are you talking about? What are you talking Jesus about? You don't have to make a satisfying fucking story because it's the middle film. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Like, God damn it. So yeah, all these people suck. I hate this franchise now. I mean, <laughs> this is dude, 43 years of movies. This is like the 15th or 16th one, including the two remakes. Yeah. Only one of them is good. I mean, come yep. on, dude. Yep. I mean, yep. I enjoy some of the shitty ones, but I know that they're shitty. You right. know, uh, I enjoy them because they're shitty. This one is shitty because it's just like fucking soulless and nobody tried to do anything new. It's just literally a fucking greatest hits of the sequels that they're retconning, which is what the last one was too. It's just fucking trash. I don't even give a shit how it's going to end. I'm like I said, spoilers. He's probably spo- spoiler alert. He's probably not going to die. They're going to leave it open-ended. Yeah, of no, course. of course they are. Yeah. Especially now if he's a fucking supernatural God again for no reason. Yep. And then, and then <sighs> five years from now, they're going to reboot it again. And then we'll just start the cycle over again. Maybe they'll get uh, Jamie Lee Curtis back in another 20 years. <laughs> fucking 60 years after the first one, dude. She's like 90 years old. Yep. Geriatric Jamie Lee Curtis. They get her back. She's she like can't pump the shotgun, but she's waiting for Michael. <laughs> she's like on oxygen. <laughs> yeah. Oh, another thing. they Another thing in this movie was um, which like is fair. But in this in the context of a story is dumb. Uh, Lori finally realizes that uh, because, you know, in this timeline, her and Michael aren't siblings. It was just a random attack. He just chose her that one night and doesn't give a fuck about her beyond that. Like, he doesn't even know right. who she is. Um, she finally realizes that Michael isn't after her. He's never been after her, that there is no confrontation that has to happen between them. You know, he's just a guy who wants to kill people. It doesn't matter who it is. Um right. And she has this like fucking crisis about it because <laughs> she's she's in the same room as the sheriff dude that we thought was killed in the last movie. And they're both fighting about who deserves to kill Michael Myers more like who whose job it is to kill him. And it's just like, fuck off, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, fucking terrible movie. I hated it. It was miserable. Um, thanks a lot. David Gordon Green. <laughs> Thanks for making this stinky turd. It's fucking abysmal. Goddamn. Well, I'm glad you watched it and not me. Yeah, it yeah. Jesus Christ, dude. We should have done a uh, release the Snyder cast episode for it. Yeah, oh yeah, that would have been fun. If only we'd thought of that. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, it's okay. There's always Dune or something else. True. True. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was just a colossal piece of shit, man. Uh, and then and then I watched um, Prom Night, a slasher from 1980 with Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, and it was also a colossal piece of shit. Not even worth talking about, really. Just boring. Uh, it's a slasher that, of course, it has the opening kill that sets up the whole story. Uh, and then the next hour of the movie is just uh, kids getting ready for prom night. Okay, um, well, and then okay. and then about five minutes after that, so like an hour and five minutes into the movie is when the killing starts and they're all killed within like five minutes and then the movie's over. <laughs> so great. Sweet. Uh, and it's not like it's interesting characters doing interesting things. Uh, it's just 
it's like a, a shitty ripoff of Carrie where instead of we get a instead of getting a prom montage, that's like the whole movie. You know, it's just fucking stupid. So that sucked. Hell yeah. 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 Uh, but very briefly, I did watch two great movies, Robbie. What did you watch? One that I had heard of but didn't know anything about called Dead Ringers that okay. I'm going to very strongly recommend you watch. I'm not going to spoil it or anything. I didn't mm-hmm. know anything about the plot. Um, it's by David Cronenberg. Okay. And that came out in 1988. It's when he transitioned from like over the top horror, like really gross horror to more art house psychological stuff. It's a masterpiece stars Jeremy Irons playing a set of identical twins who are gynecologists that have their own clinic. Okay. Uh, who the whole movie is basically just about uh, like identity obsession, codependency, addiction. And it's just about like how their entire life unravels when one of them starts to become less codependent on the other and more codependent on somebody else. Uh, And it's fucking haunting, dude. And then it just gets more horrific as it goes. Uh, And then it has an ending. It kind of reminded me of Possessor in some ways. Um, Because without like spoiling what happens or anything, the ending is just like, it's similar where it's just somebody's like, oh, I don't have any humanity. Oh, well. Okay. (laughs) It's fucking dark, dude. I was... Okay. I was sitting there with the lights out, just like, oh God, I did it again. (laughs) (laughs) I really did it to myself again. This uh, oh man. Why? Bamboozled again. Uh, frazzled, frazzled, dazzled, and frazzled, my guy. Yeah. It was uh not I mean it was it was a great time, but not a fun time. (laughs) Right, right, right. Um it's also weird to see a Cronenberg movie that's not like fucking disgusting. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I mean, there's like two th- two gross things that happen, but mm-hmm. it's nothing insane. You know, it's not a person uh, shedding their human form in a in a slimy fly monster coming out. You know, right, right. Um. So yeah, it's still I would say it's still body horror horror because it's about people who have the same body, but are going through different things, um, okay. and and not having a clear sense of their own identities. So sure, it's very cool. interesting. Very good stuff. Uh, and then th- that was on Amazon Prime. Definitely check it out. Uh, and then I watched uh, Cat's Eye. Have you ever heard of Cat's Eye? I have not. Okay. It's a Stephen King movie based on two of his short stories. And then there's a third story that he wrote for the movie. It's an anthology. Um, and I and it is, for me, the true sequel to Creepshow. Creepshow 2 is not doesn't okay. even hold a candle to this movie. Um, two of the segments are one of the segments is fucking ingenious and incredible. The middle segment is very good. The third segment, um, this is by the way, this movie is only PG 13. It's like more like family horror, even though it's like an edgy family movie. Um, if I saw this as a kid, the third segment would have been my favorite. It's more like of a kitty story. Is about, it more in in the lines of like a, a Krampus type horror, just in terms of like the the level? Yeah, yeah. It's the third the third story is about a troll monster that lives in Drew Barrymore's uh, walls. Okay. Um, and the other two stories are about like mob stuff. 
<laughs> so it's a little uneven, but it rules. Okay. So the framing device of this anthology is a stray cat that uh, he kind of leads us into each segment and the cat is in each segment. The movie okay. opens with the cat rounding an alleyway being chased by Cujo. Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah. Running into the street, almost getting hit by Christine. Fuck yeah. Uh, and then hops a <laughs> hops like a, a cargo truck and arrives in New York City. And the first story was incredible. It's called Quitters Inc. It stars James Woods as a guy who's trying to quit smoking. And so what he does is he goes to this agency called Quitters Inc. that his friend referred him to. And they guarantee they will help you stop smoking. Uh, and it turns out to be a sort of pyramid scheme run by the mob. <laughs> who <laughs> will use their mob mentality to make you quit smoking. It's fucking That's great, awesome. dude. Yeah, um, yeah. By the way, like the, the whole movie, is like it knows it's funny. Like It's got a comedic okay, edge to it. So it's not just like stupid, right? So um, I guess their mob, the mob boss died of cancer from smoking. And so they wanted to help people quit to avoid them getting cancer, make a little money on the side. Sure. So they form Quitters Inc. What they do is uh, the moment you sign up for the program, you're done smoking. They take James Woods into a room, lock the door. Uh, the guy who's like the new mob boss takes out a pack of cigarettes and like he puts all the cigarettes on the table and just starts bashing them. It's hilarious. And then he, he pulls back a curtain and the stray cat is in there. The, the cat that's like the main cat. And uh, yeah, yeah. it's a room with an electrified floor. And what they do is they play music and there's shocks synchronized to the music to make you like dance. Right. And you okay. got to stay off the floor as long as possible. So you don't get shocked so much. So uh, he says, uh, the first time you smoke, your wife's going in here. Second time you smoke, your mentally challenged daughter's going in here. Fuck her. Dude. Um, third time you smoke, uh, this guy's going to rape your wife. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It it goes there. And then uh, fourth time you smoke, we're going to whack you. No fifth time. You're dead. Uh, and, you know, he doesn't know how, how yeah. serious it is. Uh, it's going to be under constant surveillance. And it's actually like pretty suspenseful. There's a scene where it's stormy and he gets up and he like needs to smoke and he's rummaging through his office. And then he thinks someone's in the house and then he thinks his mind's playing tricks on him. And then, uh, he, uh, goes into the closet. He thinks he hears someone in there. No mm. one's in there. He throws an umbrella in there and then you just hear like, a, <laughs> cause there is a guy in there, dude. It's fucking creepy. <laughs> That's um, awesome. so yeah, so, uh, he ends up slipping and he gets caught. Wife goes in there, gets electrified, comes out. He explains the whole thing. They reconcile. And then it cuts to months later. He's completed the program. He's quit smoking successfully. But, you know, it's a pyramid scheme. So now uh, they got him on these diet pills because when he quit smoking, you typically gain a little weight. And right. now he can't go. They're also illegal diet pills that the mob got for him. Right. Uh, so now he can't get above a certain weight. And he goes, well, what happens if I do? And he goes, oh, well, cut your wife's finger off. Oh, okay. So then the segment ends with uh, him and the friend that referred him to Quitters Inc. having dinner. They're on a double date and they all raise a toast to Quitters Inc. And you see that the friend's wife is missing her pinky. <laughs> it's brilliant, dude. The, it's awesome. fucking amazing. Uh, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Pretty scary. There's also a great scene where he goes to this party and uh, there's a cover of Every Breath You Take playing. And the whole party is just covered in smoke because everyone's smoking. 
Yeah. And he wants one so bad. And then this associate comes up to him and is trying to get him to smoke. And he's like, it progressively gets more and more absurd. There's a uh, painting on the wall and uh, the eyes are following him. And then the painting starts smoking. And then <laughs> um, a tray of, dude, the best part, a tray of deviled eggs comes by and the olives on the eggs like turn to look at him. And then uh, <laughs> the dude starts, the dude that's trying to get him to smoke starts smoking like 20 cigarettes at once. He, he's got cigarettes in his ears and there's like giant clouds of smoke coming out. And then the mob boss yeah. comes sliding down the stairs in like a sparkly suit. And he's smoking and uh, yeah, it's great stuff. Very funny. Nice little creepy story. Hell yeah. Uh, and then the second story is called the ledge and uh, it's about um, a guy who has had an affair with a mob boss's wife and he puts her on a train to get her out of there. He's going to go deal with the mob boss, tell him what's going on and try to get out of there himself. Um, but he is abducted and taken up to the guy's penthouse suite. The mob boss has a gambling habit and um, he actually, the cat was trying to cross the street and a guy and him had a wager on whether the cat would make it or not. So the cat makes it and he takes the cat with him back to his penthouse. So it's there for the story. And um, he tells the guy, uh, Hey, so we loaded your car with heroin. <laughs> We're going to set you up. You're going to take the fall, go to jail for a long time. We'll see to that. By the time you get out, you won't know what happened to her, you know, whether she's dead or we sent her away, you'll never see her again. And then, you right. know, you can start your life over, but it's going to be like 15 years or whatever. Or you can follow me and we can make a little bet. If you win, you'll get a bag full of money and you'll get to uh, you'll get to leave with whatever her name is, the wife. And, you know, you'll be fine. You can live your life, whatever. Uh, so the wager is um, they go out to the balcony. He lives in this weird uh, skyscraper, uh, like skyscraper apartment building, high rise that uh, has this ledge that goes all the way around it. And there's all these nooks and crannies and stuff and parts where the ledge narrows and widens. And uh, all he has to do is walk all the way around the building on the ledge. <laughs> so he's got to get out there. And yeah. uh, uh, so he starts trying to do it. And it's like windy as fuck. And, you know, the ledge is like the width of a shoe, basically. Yeah. Um, and meanwhile, the the mob boss guy who has a wicked sense of humor, he's like popping out of windows to scare him when he passes by. <laughs> he's like trying to tr nice. trick him to make him fall. At right. one point, he starts spraying him with a fire hose from the roof, all kinds of dirty shit. And then the best part is uh, this pigeon lands next to him. And just will not stop pecking his ankles, dude. His socks are all bloody and the pigeon will not leave. And he almost falls multiple times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then he makes it. So he got, he gets back up there. He's like, all right, well, hey, you know, I always always come through on my uh, on my bets. Never Welsh, but I'm a poor loser. So then an assassin comes in to kill the guy, uh, kicks over the bag of money and the wife's fucking head rolls out of it. Nice. Yeah, dude. I was like, holy shit. Uh, so then um, the cat like jumps on the guy with the gun. So the main guy is able to get the gun, kills the assassin and then goes to kill the mob boss and says, actually, let's make a bet. So then he puts the uh, mob boss out there and uh, he doesn't get very far. And then the pigeon shows back up and starts pecking his ankles until he falls. Nice. And the best part is um, at one point he popped out of a window and scared the guy with a horn and then dropped the horn and it fell to the ground. 
So when the yeah. mob boss falls off the building, instead of a splat, you hear the horn. Like it's like a little. <laughs> 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 it's so good. Nice. Uh, and then the third story is it's just like limited by its budget. Uh, it's about a troll that lives in Drew Barrymore's walls that's trying to steal her breath. The parents think that, or the mom specifically, she hates cats. The stray cat comes to their house. Drew Barrymore mm -hmm. wants it. She's like, no, cats are, the cat's going to steal your breath when you're sleeping. It's like this old wives tale that she claims to have okay. heard. I don't know. Sure. Uh, well, it turns out it's not the cat. It's the, it's the troll, right? So right. the cat is trying to protect her from the troll. And the troll looks awesome. It's actually a dwarf. Uh, on a on a soundstage in a bedroom that's like sized up to scale oh, okay. so that cool. it's not like blue screen or, or anything you know it's like actually interacting with just large things right. um, except for when it is blue screen and then it looks bad when it's like interacting with Drew Barrymore or something yeah yeah and then the ledge was cool because um, they built a giant ledge set and then all the the skyline and everything below was just miniatures and then they shot it forced perspective so looks pretty solid yeah. Um, but yeah, so eventually the cat has to fight the troll and that's where it looks like total shit. It's uh, really sure, bad, yeah. but it's, it's charming. It's cute. Um, and then eventually it like the, it, the trolls on a record player and every breath you take is the record that's on. And the cat like bumps up the speed and flings it nice. off into the fan and the troll explodes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was solid, man. A lot of fun. Uh, that was, on, yeah. that's on HBO max also worth a look if you just want to watch like a, a fun little fun little horror romp you know something lighthearted. it was nice pleasantly nice. surprising oh would you watch this week robbie like gay porn or something <laughs> uh well not gay porn oh, okay. uh but uh sorry bi porn I don't know. no i did watch the gay porn uh oh. No, but I what you were saying about, you know, you did it to yourself again with the with the Cronenberg movie. Mm. Uh, I had a similar experience. I watched Moonlight last night. I should say rewatched Moonlight. Ah, I still haven't seen Moonlight. God, it's so fucking good. And it was I think I watched it like two years ago and I didn't. There were just a lot of stuff about it that I didn't remember. Sure. So uh, it was nice to watch it again. It was with a bunch of friends who hadn't seen it. Nice. Uh, and yeah, you know, similar deal. Fucking incredible movie. Can't uh, recommend it enough. Mm. And it's so fucking sad <laughs> yeah okay yeah that's uh, that's God, it's good been on my list for a while i just haven't yeah i mean yeah it's like it's one of those where like you know mahershala ali's in the movie for i think maybe 35 minutes it's like broken up into three parts so it's like three different stages of the main character's life right yeah i knew and, uh, he, he's only in the first one and mm. i mean just that his performance in and of itself could like make the movie you know what i mean right and like everyone is that good yeah that's awesome like the the casting is incredible too. like the way that they were able to direct all the different actors who play Sharon, the, the main kid, so mm. that their mannerisms were very similar. They, they look alike. So like you believe that they're like, the progression is real and everything. It's, it's really remarkable. Oh, nice. And the woman, I can't, I can never remember her name, but it's his mom is played by the, the woman who plays money penny now. Oh um, yeah. I don't know her name. Yeah. yeah she like fucking, I, it took me a second to recognize her. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm like, God, she's really good. <laughs> she's such yeah. a good actor. Yeah, I need I need to finally see that, man. It's been on my list. I think it's on Hulu. Okay, yeah, I'll check it out. Um, a film a film that you should watch that is I don't I mean I haven't seen Moonlight, so I don't know, but I feel like it's similar maybe in terms of tone and also 
the structure of it is uh this movie called waves if you're ever okay. feeling like just having your fucking heart ripped out of you and like your guts crushed definitely check right. it out uh Hell it's yeah. just it's just about a family um sort of breaking apart and coming back together after a tragedy and it like jumps around in time um it's sort of split up into segments a little bit but it's more of like after certain events happen then it shifts to something else um and it's really cool like the aspect ratio changes there's a lot of really cool visual flair to it um a lot of motifs with like uh blinking red and blue lights um it's just it's just really it's a really pretty movie and uh incredible acting uh what's his name uh sterling k brown is the dad and his performance is fucking amazing great stuff so yeah oh yeah check that out sometime so i finally saw the trailer for lamb oh yeah dude pretty stoked about that yeah yeah Uh, although i heard it wasn't uh my coworkers saw it and she said that she was expecting it to be a weird creepy movie and instead it just made her ball her eyes out (laughs) So nice. Know. Okay. I mean, yeah, it's, I'm here it's more it. dramatic than than horror. So. Okay. Well, hey, I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm here <laughs> for premise, that. Yeah. Fucking... The premise is so fucking bonkers. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I can't, yeah. Very excited. Should, uh, should we uh, touch on uh, the Batman trailer? We might as well. I mean, I just I just stopped coming about an hour ago, but. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. If you have the energy, I think. <laughs> well, if you haven't seen uh, the trailer for The Batman, uh, fucking turn this shit off and go watch it, you fucking heathen. You stupid fuck. No, I'm just kidding. You stupid bitch. Yeah, mook. Yeah, fucking mook. I am so fucking excited. Yeah, let me tell you something, man. I'm fucking excited. Hyped. Very hyped indeed. Looks great. Yes. Uh, I mean, what what is there to say about it? <laughs> it looks amazing. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. I like that uh, Robert Pattinson doesn't appear to be doing a crazy voice for when he's Batman. <laughs> yeah, like that's... he's he's doing the Kevin Conroy thing of just very subtly changing his voice, mm-hmm. uh, which is very much appreciated. Yeah, well, subtle forgot... subtlety is always appreciated when it comes to yes, someone playing a superhero. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. And uh yeah, the the violence looks fucking brutal. I like mm-hmm. that our main villain appears to be the Riddler. I'm here yes. for that. Uh I'm interested to see what other villains pop up because it seems like there will be some others. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if we're going to get like, you know, Calendar Man or something like that. Yeah. Uh Yeah, yeah. Um well, I don't know about feel Calendar like, Man. Not but... Calendar Man, but but you know, like some of like the the more minor random little villains, it seems like maybe there's yeah. going to be some fun nods and things like that. And uh yeah, you know, it looks like uh, somebody had a clear concise vision for a Batman movie and the studio is letting them do it. Yeah. Uh I'm very uh I'm so eager to find out well, obviously to see the movie, but specifically yes. the ending because there was um, there was no spoilers per se, but there was like a a, a thread about um, some kind of outlines and things from the movie. Basically, just right. some some uh, just thoughts about the movie because they were doing test screenings, and right. one of the people anonymously shared their thoughts, and they said that there's an insane twist that is like fucking just insane in the ending. And had people floored and speechless. Yeah. And I, I took the whole thing with a grain of salt. But then 
I, uh, for some reason, uh, I watched <laughs> Grace Randolph's trailer reaction and yeah. she, she, you know, I mean, she gets scoops and she does yeah. journalism in the, in the entertainment industry. And she said, uh, she basically said the same thing. She's like, you know, I'm not gonna say anything, but like, uh, knowing how insane the ending is and the massive twist, I'm curious as to blah, 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 blah. I'm just like, what the fuck is this? What is this massive twist in a Batman movie at the end that like shocks people to their core, you know, and blows their minds. I just like, I need to see it. But uh, yeah, very excited. The trailer is incredible. This is the Batman movie I've wanted my entire life since growing up on the animated series. Yep. It's like that come to life for adults. Um, It's fucking awesome. Uh, It's like, you know, grounded enough. It's a detective story. Um, it's cool to see Bat. It's going to be cool to see Batman with more gadgets, but not, you know, not like shark repellent gadgets, like yeah, realistic yeah. gadgets. Uh, yeah. Fucking stoked, man. Can't wait. And like very possibly doing actual detective stuff, which I think we've even talked about on this show is something that we would love to see in a Batman movie that we haven't really, you, yeah. you did like a little tiny bit in the Nolan movies, but not really. Yeah. I mean, they, more so than others, but not nearly enough. I mean, yeah, you know, uh, placing some counterfeit bills in a bank vault. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know yeah, how yeah. much detective work that requires or like, yeah, you it's know, like the, the drill thing with the bullet. Yeah. Like it runs ballistics, you know, but yeah. I want to, I want to see a Batman. That's like, this movie is like, Hey, what if Batman was, uh, trying to take down the Zodiac killer? You know, yeah. that's how the Riddler's being set up as is he's Which toying is awesome. with, he's toying with the police. He's, uh, he's a serial killer. Um, and uh, there's there's a rumor that the scene in the beginning of the trailer with the Riddler getting arrested is the beginning of the movie. And the whole thing is like, how is he doing this from jail? You know, right. which is awesome. Yep. Love that. Um, uh, yeah, I couldn't I could not be more excited for this. Yeah, movie. I get some serious. Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of the Arkham games. I get some vibes mm-hmm. from that, which is a very, very good thing. Yeah. Yep, could not be happier. And uh, what, uh, do you have any thoughts on the the little Flash teaser? Um, uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I I guess I'm. Uh, I guess I'm excited for a Flash movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah, who to who to thunk? Who'da thunk? I, I, I like that it was actually a teaser and not like just a trailer, which they all usually are now. Yeah. Um, well, let, let me let me break it down for a second because uh, uh yeah, this the trailer floored me, dude. So. I don't know, like if you know, I don't know who's listening would know this or not. Michael Keaton is back as Batman in the Flash movie because you know it's all about the multiverses now, and yes. the Flash is the character to explore that with. So the Flash is it's based on a comic book called Flashpoint. He's traveling through different times and multiverse universes, and uh, I guess Michael Keaton's Batman from the Tim Burton films is going to be. Uh, time traveling and universe hopping with him, which really pumps my nads because uh, yeah. <laughs> that's my Batman. I fucking love Michael Keaton. Um, those are still two, two of my favorite Batman movies. And uh, I've, I've been saying this for about 15 years now, since the very first time there was an internet rumor about a Batman beyond movie, uh, bring back Michael Keaton, have him yes. be old, old man, Bruce, uh, you know, put him put him back in the suit for a little bit, then have him pass on the mantle or whatever you need to do if he doesn't want to do the whole thing. 
And they got him back for this movie, and they announced a uh, a solo Batman movie in the works with Michael Keaton, which just fucking oh, awesome. God, I I just need I just need that. I need that in my life right now. So uh, yeah, the trailer opens with some Danny Elfman esque music and a glimpse of the Wayne Manor from the Burton films. Instantly hard. Then yep. we hear uh, the the trailer is narrated by. Michael Keaton raging uh, yep. he's, he's talking to Barry Allen saying, you know, if you can go here or there or whatever, why would you try to save this timeline or whatever? Uh, and then, and then we hear, we see the bat cave throbbing, dude, just yep. fucking yep. throbbing. And then, mm-hmm. and then we hear some, some big old footsteps and we see the, uh, the Michael Keaton, Batman cow, and and I lost control and I uh, <laughs> I ejaculated continuously. Yep. We get the Batmobile under a cover, which it's like, you know, there's like a reveal that he like pulls the thing off and it cuts to black. And Yeah, we see the outline yeah. of the Batmobile. Oh, my God. Yep. <laughs> I need a moment. Yep. Uh, incredible stuff. Can't wait. Can't fucking wait. Can't believe yep. I'm I'm excited for a Flash movie. But hey, yeah, if you're going to do DC that, movies. then fuck yeah. Keep it coming. I also yeah, yeah. I can't believe that. I mean, we made a whole podcast about shitting on this franchise. <laughs> that was the that was the premise was, hey, how yeah. can we how can we uh, on a weekly basis shit on how terrible these movies are? Oh, yes. let's make an entire podcast dedicated to that. And we did. And and it deserved it because those movies are bad. Well, yes, yes. Although I would argue we're now we're out of the Snyderverse really at this point there. That's done. Right. But I mean, those not just the Snyder verse movies, but the movies from that universe, you know, I mean, yeah, man, this flash is a character from that universe. True. You know, the wonder woman movies, Aquaman, all that still stems from this, whether, you know, true. Uh, just because Snyder wasn't involved, they still are a part of it. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're rebooting it and they're kind of, it's like they, they found out what works and, uh, good, good for them, you know, God bless them. Yeah. Yeah. Who knew that it was nostalgia all along? <laughs> it's the secret ingredient that was missing. Oh, goddamn. Who to thunk? Yeah. I mean, I think I think that was kind of Marvel's secret ingredient towards the end, honestly. It's like, yeah, hey, for a while. hey, kids that grew up on Iron Man, you know? It's like, hey, you were 10. Now you're 20. And we're going to end it all, you know? Yep. It's nostalgic. Um, They're like, hey. I mean, unfortunately, they can't get Christopher Reeve back. That'd be the ultimate, I guess. But uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> as long as they don't deep fake him or something. <laughs> well, you know, they're they're talking about bringing back uh, Wooly Mammoths. So maybe if that technology uh, <laughs> gets along far enough for the next couple of years. <laughs> Can you imagine, dude? Like that's inve- the re- that technology <laughs> the is invented corp. just just for <laughs> movies. Like that's the sole purpose is to yeah, make get money. the reanimated corpse of Christopher Reeve. <laughs> Dude, remember remember years ago? This was like on our first podcast when they were talking about making that movie with James Dean. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know I what's going on with that. that, but yeah, they were going to recreate. It was when The Force Awakens, not The Force Awakens. It was when Rogue One came out. Yeah. And then they said, hey, since that worked so well, it didn't. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I was going to say what I think happened is that Rogue One came out and then they were like, oh, oh, OK, nobody likes this. Hang on. Let's. I want to see if it's still in development. Surely it's stalled. Because also, like, who gives a fuck about James Dean? 
Oh, that's just like it. It sounds like a losing premise in general. Never mind the weird CG, CGI quasi deep fake situation that they want to do or wanted to do, assuming it's even a thing. Well, let's find out. I mean, as of 2019, it's still happening. Yeah. Okay. That's not happening anytime soon then. Yeah. If that's the last we heard. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> this is, this is this, the statement that was issued. Okay. Um, so it's, it's a film called finding Jack based on a novel based on the existence and abandonment of more than 10,000 military dogs at the end of the Vietnam war. Uh, James Dean will play a character called Rogan, uh, a secondary lead role. So not a lead role. Okay. <laughs> a coast, a, a co-star. Okay. Um, and uh, this guy says, uh, we searched high and low for the perfect character to portray the role of Rogan, which has some extreme complex character arcs. And after months of research, we decided on James Dean. <laughs> what? That, That's what, what one of the producers no. said. What a fucking That's, idiot. No. Yeah, dude. Could, what the like? No. How? What? We feel, very, gonna... <laughs> we feel very honored that his family supports us and will take every precaution to ensure that his legacy as one of the most epic film stars to date is kept intact. What? The family made, views like, three this movies and then he died. Yeah. The family views this as his fourth movie. A movie he never got to make. We do not intend to let his fans down. Yeah, he died like 20 years before the Vietnam War. I don't think that... Yeah. I don't and think also, he intended to make this. What you're actually getting is a different actor to do an impression of James Dean playing this character. <laughs> no, they'll it's probably... Like, I think it'll be full CGI with, with a voice thing. You know, they can do the thing where... Well, maybe... Actually, I don't know if he has enough recorded uh, dialogue. Oh, yeah, surely. Surely not. Well, maybe he won't speak much. Maybe he'll be mute. Maybe. But yeah, I mean, they're going to have, they are going to have a guy mimicking James Dean on set as reference. And then they're going to go yeah. in and replace him with a full CGI James Dean. Unless they choose to do a deep fake. Who knows? I, I well, think I, they're still yeah, trepid. I mean, I, they're, they're still not really comfortable not doing enough. the deep fake thing yet. You know? Yeah. It's none of it's good enough yet. Yeah. I don't know, man. Have you seen those new TikToks? <laughs> or those reels or whatever the fuck i've seen like a tom cruise one yeah that's yeah that's been that's, forced that's, into it, my feed which i mean it's decent but i mean you can still tell that it isn't actually tom cruise yeah it's very good it's very well, well done. it looks more you like know, tom cruise than tom cruise does did you see that picture of tom cruise uh no no it's like not. the fucking elephant man what do i need to oh oh no what do i need to search to find this just tom cruise <laughs> wait that that's jim carrey what the fuck <laughs> I literally just as that <laughs> as you said that. Um, no, no, I'm trying to find where was it? Probably go to go to news. Uh, Tom Cruise now. I mean, yeah, there's one particularly. Un yeah, look how swollen his face is. Yeah, it doesn't even necessarily look like a weight gain. It looks like like he got stung by bees. It looks like Norm Macdonald. <laughs> it, yeah, now, a little like bit. after his death. <laughs> <laughs> looks, looks like a like, dead and bloated norm mcdonald he looks like dead rotting in the ground norm mcdonald <laughs> yeah that's crazy i wonder what happened 
Like he looks like he was riding his motorcycle and then it, his front wheel caught on something and he face planted. <laughs> yeah. He looks like that woman who got her face torn off by a chimpanzee after they replaced <laughs> it with a new face. Oh my God. Yeah. God damn. Well, did you ever see, uh, there was a picture of, it was side by side. It was, I think from last year, it was Tom Cruise and then the actress that played his love interest in Top Gun. It's what they both look like now. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, she aged like a normal human would. Yes, yes. <laughs> she, she looks because she she would be in her like 60s or something now. And she, yeah, late looks 60s. like, yeah, yeah. And so she looks like she's in her late 60s. Yeah, she's, you know, she's gained like a, a lot of weight. And I mean, I'm not criticizing her. I'm just saying like, yeah, you know, yeah she's aged. like you said. Yeah, she's aged like a normal person. Would. She's aged 40 years or whatever. And and yeah. meanwhile, Tom Cruise looks the same because he has a, a team of medical doctors pulling his skin back behind a, a curtain at all times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like that episode of The Simpsons with Homer like taping his fat to his back and everything like the meme. Yeah. I just imagine, you know, you never see him shirtless from the back. It's probably because of all the clamps. Yes. Yes. All the binder clips holding yeah. his skin back. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm surprised there's not a, a skin seamstress, uh, seamstress uh, credit on his movies. Well, hey, you know, skin the Church of Scientology. To Mr. Cruz. Indeed. Well, the Church of Scientology works in mysterious ways. Maybe that's the, the level that he's at now is that they supply a, a skin seamstress for him. Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, I guess it could just be witchcraft. Could be. Yeah. It's all those thetans or whatever. <laughs> all those hewers. All the hewers. The, all the Hollywood hewers. <laughs> oh, God. Well, Lee Michael, Jesus I have Christ. to piss. So I think <laughs> now is a good time. <laughs> it's as good as any. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, thanks for joining me, Robbie. Thank you, everyone, for anytime listening. If you like this and you want to hear more, you can tune in same time next week, wherever you just heard us. Have a nice piss, Robbie. <laughs>